up, my love? Welcome back to the Big Dreamers Bible Podcast. I am your host and your mindset coach, Tanya Jane, and I have a really incredible episode for you. Today, we have another guest on the show, and she will be sharing her journey of how she found her purpose and the mindset she has to continue following her dreams with high belief and confidence in who she is, what she does, and how she does it. You're going to absolutely love it. Before we get into it, I would love to share two things with you. The first thing is I have reopened my Facebook group and it is now called the Big Dreamers Club. If you're new to my world, this is a community filled with big dreamers doing big things. It is such a vibe. I do free mindset trainings in there, challenges in there, and it's really my place where I get to connect with you all. So I would love to invite every single one of you to join the Big Dreamers Club and come hang out with me. (laughs) Come hang out with me in there. The link to join is going to be in the show notes. And the second thing, is if you haven't already rated, reviewed, and subscribed to this podcast, it would mean so much to me. And plus, you get a free mindset masterclass for doing so. So slide in my DMs after you do that. Let me know you've posted it, and I will give you instant access to a free masterclass. All right, let's get to it. So my special guest today is one of my beautiful friends, Marissa Hart. She is one of the dance industry's most sought-after heels choreographers and teachers in LA. She has over 700,000 followers and subscribers, and her heels videos have reached over 25 million views and counting. Before she became a leader in the industry, she was a successful dancer working with artists such as Michael Jackson, Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Chris Brown, and so many more. Marissa is currently one of Playground LA's most popular heels instructors with weekly sold out classes and her goal is to inspire people to be fully expressed and unapologetically themselves. You're going to absolutely love this episode. Let's get to it. So Riz, welcome to the Big Dreamers Bible podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, my love. Oh my God, of course. I was so excited. And so when I was writing out your questions, I was like, how the hell did we meet? Like, I genuinely can't remember how we met. But what I do know is that we've known each other for a very long time. (laughs) When I met you, you were like a little cherub, like you were like 20, maybe? Oh, wait, 2021, probably. I think I probably just turned 21. Yeah, you were a baby. (laughs) You're a jazz night. Did we meet at jazz night? I don't, I don't think we did. (sighs) Anyways, I was a little, little bubba nugget. You were, <laughs> you know, I don't know where we met, but it was a long time ago. You were so cute. You were, you were just like this little ball of light. And over the years, I've like watched you build this empire. It's just been the coolest thing to witness, honestly. And as I was writing your questions, I was like remembering this time where you and I It was like 2021 and we went to happy hour at the Garland on Vineland. Don't know why we were there. Don't know what we were doing. I forgot about that. I genuinely don't know what we were doing there, but it was just you and me and we're at the bar. You were eating hummus. It was amazing. I remember (laughs) that vividly. I think I came from a private. I think I was at like basement or something like that. Cause I remember coming and you were just there. I remember the exact shirt I was wearing. (laughs) I remember it so vividly. Okay, go ahead. This, this moment has stuck with me because I had just started investing in myself. Like, I think I, it was only a few weeks after I invested in my first ever course on like how to start transforming my mindset and transforming my life. And you were the first, I didn't tell anyone that I was like investing in myself because 
I don't know what. I just kept it to myself. But I remember you were the first person I told. I was like, I invested this money and I invested into this program. I'm not telling anyone though, because I, I don't really know where it's leading me and what this is going to mean. So I was sharing this with you. I hadn't even thought of the word business. Like starting a business wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't what I was planning to do. It wasn't even in my vicinity yet. And you whip out this website, like you were teaching heels, your, your brand was growing and you were still teaching online heels quite a bit. Cause it was kind of that pandemic time. Mm-hmm. And you whip out this website that is like, you have your logo, you have your brand, you have it all set up. And I just remember being like, who the hell is it? Is this my friend? <laughs> how did she know how to do this? What is this? And I was so blown away by your brilliance and ever since then and since I started my business and then when AJ and I moved into our apartment we were like neighbors yeah literally (laughs) living in the same complex and I remember watching you create what you were creating then and I just was like she's a genius how does she know how to do this so my first question yes of the episode is was creating a brand heartbreak hills becoming who you are today was this always the plan was this a part of the vision how did this even happen so heartbreak heels was not something like when I was little I was like I'm gonna grow up and have this brand and this career and have all of these students that I call my babies that like look up to me that I mentor and I just like take under my wing and care for so much um that was never something I was like that's what my life is gonna look like uh, you know, I've been dancing since I was two and a half, like doing name a style, I freaking did it. Um, and then I moved here when I was 11 and to LA when I was 11. And, you know, I've been doing the damn thing since I was out here. I was auditioning. I toured TV, like the whole thing. I assisted for 10 years, I think maybe even more. And that kind of got my foot in the door to teaching. Um, I just remember loving the creative process. I loved being in the studio. I loved figuring out the vibe we were going to do each week. And I remember the first time I ever subbed out a class and it sold out. It was at the original millennium in like the back room by the parking lot. And it sold out and I was like blown away and just so grateful. And I got a little like, I I don't know. I got these like really good butterflies in my stomach when it happened. And I kind of was subbing pretty consistently and I really loved it. But at the same time, I was still pursuing dance and acting and singing. And um, so it wasn't anything. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I was like, this is kind of just when it comes, it comes. Right. And then I was performing at Neuhaus. Do you remember when Jazz Night moved from the W to Neuhaus? Was that at the top? Was that on the rooftop? That was, no, that was still at the W, I think. Um, oh, wait, no, I don't remember. Gower. And I was there and Kenny Wormald, one of the owners of Playground, was dancing. And then Robin Anton, the other owner, obviously, um, was also there helping with costumes. So that's kind of how that connection happened. And I remember Kenny seeing me perform, being like, yo, would you ever want to teach at Playground? Because Playground was not even a year old at the time. And I was like, I don't think I can do that like weekly. I was like, I don't think I can do that. And he's like, dude, are you sure? Like you'd be, you'd be dope. And he was like, even like every other week. And my mom was like, sweetheart, just go for it. 
like do it. Like if you don't like it, you don't like it, but you might as well try it. So I kind of went in there. I loved it. And I just started posting my work even more consistently because that's when, you know, videos and classes were really starting to blow up. And from there is where Nappy Tab saw me because I didn't know who was seeing my videos. I just was posting just, here I am. I love what I do. Like, this is what I made. Um, and then Nappy Tabs had reached out to me and was like, hey, Jayla's looking for an all girls heels group for the world of dance. So that's kind of how that came about. And then that's how Marissa and the Heartbreakers came about, where Heartbreak Heels came. So it's kind of all like snowballed from the other. And I remember it was in, I believe, 20, end of 2019, beginning of 2020. No, it was 2020 because it was COVID. I had this idea of what can I title my class? Because I had my weekly classes. I had my beginner's heels and my advanced. And I was like, how can I brand this? So it's not just Marissa Hart. And I was like, oh my gosh, heartbreak heels, breaking hearts and heels. And it was like this light bulb moment. And I got chills. And I know things are going to be really good when I get like really teary eyed and I'm like just severely inspired. And I'm like, well, um, so immediately, you know, I went and made the website. I went and got it trademarked. I got the Instagram, like did the whole thing and kind of just started going for it. And it, it's, I, I truly can't imagine my life without it. Like my life is teaching and inspiring and creating and just, it, it's just the coolest thing to feel like you're living your purpose and just being able to be yourself in the process and just do what you love. Yeah. So very short answer now. No, it's not always been on my like vision board or on like what I've wanted to do, but it's absolutely what I'm put on this earth to do. I couldn't agree with you more. Like I've seen you in action. I've even worked for you a few times as a heartbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Chicago and, and Shanghai, look at us go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen you in action and you're just so good at what you do. Like your energy and the way you create such a warm environment, such a positive environment. Like it's, it's so you. And I actually can't even imagine, like I can't even fully remember life without you at Playground because you were teaching like 2018, 2017, right? Yeah. yeah. It's been years. So just hit six years in July, I think. Wow, really? Isn't that wild? That's crazy. Because the studio's only been there for seven, I think. Oh my gosh, yeah. You were like right at the beginning. Yeah. Yep. They, you, I was, they said, here. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so did you, when you were like going into that brand idea, like, okay, mm -hmm. I, I want it to be something separate from me. Did you have, was that on your mind of like, let me create a brand? It wasn't necessarily like a brand. It was more so what can I call my classes? Okay. I know for me, my classes have such, I believe and feel wholeheartedly that they're so different from any other class. Mm -hmm. And I've taken like thousands, I've taken like, I we've taken so many freaking classes, right? And I just know like even being in my class, the, the safety, like the feeling of safety and so you can be free to express and free to feel and feel really supported and just have that like non-judgmental space is so it's, it's just a really beautiful thing and I'm so grateful that I can provide that 
um, and have it be something that also means so much to me that like I thoroughly enjoy. So I was like, what can I just brand it so we can still be like bad bitches, but still like just be ourselves at the same time, you know? And I don't know, it kind of just came about and it branded itself. Honestly, it's the same thing as how like Marissa Monday, like is now that branded itself. Like that was literally my students on Mondays when we came back being like going to Marissa Monday. I'm like, well, that's what it is. Thank you. Like, thanks. So, um, that's also when branding was becoming a thing. It was like very new Mm. and nobody had any idea, like really how to do it properly. Right. So I kind of just did what my soul and heart kind of told me to do and everything aligned that way. Oh my God. Your story with this is so like divine timing. Like it was so destined in a way. And in the past six years of just how it unfolded, like Kenny asking you, and then you just jumping in and being nervous, but doing it anyway. And then having heartbreak heels come through and just the way it's all unfolded for you is so meant to be like, this is so who you are. You're so good at what you do. And I just love witnessing the growth of all of it, to be honest. And in the past six years, you've done, we kind of already touched on it, but you've done World of Dance. You Mm -hmm. did, you opened up for Tony Robbins. You did Dolce & Gabbana in Shanghai. Like all of this stuff, you've done all of these incredible, uh, you've had all of these incredible opportunities. When was like this turning point where you realized, like you personally as Marissa was like, I'm not a dancer. I'm not just a dancer in LA anymore. Like people are looking up to me. I'm now like a leader in the space. And was there like an identity shift that you felt like you went through? Because for me, I had this happen when I started coaching and then I had people buying and then people were trusting me and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's working. And I remember like having this moment where I was like, I need to see myself different. Like I am a coach, like I am a leader. And if that's who I am now, like, what does that look like? Who do I want to be? And there was like this really pivotal moment where I actually had to like, be like, no, I'm seeing myself. I'm not, I'm going to choose to see myself differently. Now I'm a leader in this space. I'm going to claim it. I'm going to start showing up as it. And it was a big moment for me. So I'm curious if you had a similar identity shift where this kind of happened for you. I love this question. I remember actually vividly where I was and like what I was thinking, what I was writing about. Um, I was going through a breakup, which you were there with me and you were like, oh girl, you're fine. I was like, thank you. Yes, I'm fine. And I was going to the beach every day, every single day in my life. And I started really getting into journaling and, um, you know, all the time I would be teaching, I was like, yes, I'm guiding a class, I'm leading a class, I'm teaching. But I never felt that like, I I don't know, like pride or that like, I can't think of the exact word. Just like the kismet feeling of like, this is right, right? Um, Feeling just so present and so at home. Uh, And I remember I was up in Malibu and I was writing and I was like, I remember vividly writing, I want to be the person I am when I'm teaching at all times. Because Mm -hmm. when I was teaching, I was grounded. I was myself. I was fearless. I was and still am very much just me. And at that time in my life, my personal life, I was a bit more 
timid and didn't like speak my mind as much. I didn't have my voice like really lowered. I was very, I held myself back a little bit in everyday life, not in career, but in everyday life, I was very much, you know, I was, I used to be really soft-spoken. I think I talked to you a lot about this at break room some nights too. Um, And I remember writing that. And then in that moment, I also told myself I needed to work on receiving meaning receiving compliments, receiving love, receiving just growth and receiving opportunities without feeling like, oh, no, no, but thank you. Just being like, no, thank you. Like actually meaning it instead of kind of brushing it off. Mm-hmm. If someone was like, oh my gosh, you killed it. Or, oh my gosh, you're beautiful. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, no, thank you. Like you, I just said, thank you. And within like a week, babe, I swear I had people coming up to me in class saying how this certain combo changed their life and how it's therapy for them. And they've never felt this way before. And I realized that class is more than just a dance class and what I'm offering and how I'm running my space and leading my space is more than just come learn a combo. It's something way deeper than that, where I'm guiding people through life through their emotions they're gaining confidence they're gaining clarity they're really honoring themselves and knowing that they're enough and it's just really really remarkable to see how it's like changed these girls and guys their lives it's really amazing I had no idea of this story but when (laughs) I (laughs) and I'm like I kind of got chills like listening to you share it because of how quick the universe responded to you with like, yep, this is right. Good. Here you go. Like, this is what's needed. And it's, I got chills because it's like, it's so much bigger than just you. Like, obviously you're getting fulfilled and you're stepping into your purpose and you're happy and you're, and you're prioritizing yourself. And that whole realization stemmed from, I remember that breakup. And I also remember witnessing you become and find your voice. And I, I, I remember like sharing with AJ of being like, she's becoming like a woman. Like she's, she's finding her voice. She's owning what she wants. She's saying what she wants. She like, isn't just going with the flow. She's got opinions and she's, she's proud to like share. And I remember witnessing you kind of go through this, but I didn't know it was so linked to your purpose and your, the way that kind of heartbreak kills kind of had its like big pop off. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, this is no surprise to me because this is always how it works. When you prioritize yourself, when you put yourself first, when you fill your cup up so much and be so in love with your life and do the things that make you in love with your life and feel in love with your purpose, everything around you gets better. And also the ripple effect is huge. So this story is freaking magical. And also I'm not shocked at all, but- I still, I like, you're still like little wristy. I'm like, wow, you're so amazing. Thank you. You're so amazing. Impressed. I'm like, you're, you're friend of me being like, oh my gosh. Hey, look at you. And look, look at it. you. Look at I you. remember us going and sitting at our pool and you telling me about things that you would like say no to because it wasn't serving you. Yeah. And I remember you asking me about like different rates or different opportunities. And you're like, Briss, what do I do? Like help me with the website. Oh and gosh. look at you now. Look at you now. That was what? Not even two years ago? Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. And that's the other thing that I realized too, 
is when you do start to show up in aligned in alignment to who you want to be and the life you want to create it's it doesn't take time to see results like i always say like results don't take time they take alignment like it doesn't take time to meeting the love of your life takes a second you bump into him and all of a sudden he or she wasn't there and then they're there getting your dream job it's a second like all of a sudden you're with we're without it and then it pops into your email and Mm -hmm. like the results don't take time but when you are moving and living in your purpose and you're aligned and you're feeling good and you're doing the work on yourself everything else just falls into place you don't have to struggle you don't have to try you don't have to strangle your dreams it just kind of falls into this beautiful flow and when another thing I know with anything big dreamer related, anything big goals, when especially when you are someone who's like leading and having huge impact, there's something I know from myself, but also witnessing coaches, other leaders in different industries and spaces. There's like this initiation period of like, oh, you want to impact? You want to lead like hundreds and thousands of lives? okay, you got to overcome some fears. You've got to overcome some limiting beliefs. You've got to overcome some doubts because the version of you who can hold that impact, who can hold that leadership and hold hundreds of thousands of people staring at you and hold their energy the way that you do, I already know, took some initiation. So I'm curious <laughs> to what that was kind of like for you. Like how, what were the fears and doubts that kind of came up when you were stepping into this leadership role and how did you overcome them? Um, it's not like I was necessarily like, I didn't really, I didn't have many fears. I wasn't like doubtful of myself because dance has really been all I've known. Um, anytime I would go through anything in life, good or bad, uh, dance is always there. Dance has always been home. So for me to just kind of, like I was talking about earlier, living in that purpose, really just. I don't know. I, it was kind of just a balls to the wall mentality. Like, like I said earlier, when my mom was like, sweetheart, just try it. If you don't like it, you don't got to do it. And I'm like an all or nothing type of person. Like I can't half-ass anything. I can't, like, I got to give a hundred percent. So I believed in myself always. Like even in my moments in life where I've been the most insecure or doubtful of myself, I go dance and I'm just my confidence is insane with that. Um, whether other people see that or not, that's okay. It's how I feel. And I'm like, I may not be your cup of tea and vice versa. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I just trusted myself and trusted the process and just worked really hard at it. You know what I mean? When you're uncomfortable doing something, or if you are a little scared because it's new, that's a good thing. You don't want to be complacent. You don't want to be comfortable because growth really does come from uncomfortability and in those moments that are really, really terrifying where you're like, oh, this is new. I'm really nervous right now. Not terrified, but just like aggressively nervous. And your heart's like beating out of your chest and you're like, I'm going to I have to pee or like what's, then you just like take a breath and you do it. You know, I still get nervous before I go teach classes sometimes. Do you really? And then I step into the dance room and I'm like, I'm like a whole different person. It's hilarious. Um, And still, like, if I'm ever anxious or overwhelmed or stressed out or just really busy where I'm like, I have so many emails to get back to, or I have so many people to get back to, I go to teach and I'm like, just like a wave of clarity and calmness comes over me. So 
it was never anything where I was scared or I was fearful of what was going to happen because dance is me. Like creative creativity is me. Choreography is me. Like I, it's where I feel the most at home and where I really just believe in myself to like the utmost capacity. So um, I don't know if that helped or answered your question, no, but it did. It, it was just like, I, I literally, I live life, especially career-wise, just balls to the wall. Yeah. Like go big or go home. That's really like how you got to do it. Because if you're scared and you're playing it safe, mm-hmm. you're not going to get the results that you want and you're not going to get the things that you dream of and you're not going to reach your biggest, uh, you're not going to reach your highest self. You're not going to be there. You're not going to feel you doing everything. You're going to not feel fully fulfilled. Yeah. You did answer my question because your belief in yourself was so high also by choice by you like choosing to believe in yourself that you weren't even available for it not working you weren't even available there was there was no option like that you had already decided I'm gonna do this I'm gonna like I love it I'm gonna make it great and you do babe like I see the amount of love and care that you pour into your environments that you let people come into and you do make it great like And this is why, because of how much you love what you do. But the reason why you answered my questions actually extremely well was because (laughs) your belief in what you wanted to do was so high that the fear didn't matter. Yeah. I literally had no plan B. Yeah. I just said, this is what I'm doing. And I just like dove, dove on in. It actually reminds me of um, when I first moved to LA, like when I was 19 and I moved to LA and I remember my dad asking me, he was like, do you have a backup plan? Like, what's your backup plan just in case this doesn't work? And I was like, there's no plan B. I was like, I don't know what you think this is. Like, this is plan A. There is only plan A. I will succeed. Like, this is what I want. And even now, like, I don't really remember how I felt because it was so long ago, but I can't like fully remember the move. But what I do remember is like, there was no fear. There was no doubt. And there was no limiting belief. It was just so much excitement. Mm -hmm. And there's times in my life when I'm doing different things where I really lean back on, on my 19 year old self and be like, remember, like, that's the feeling that you know what to do. You got this, you know, and a big part of why I wanted to even do this podcast is because of something else you said, I want to like normalize the big dreamer lifestyle because I hear clients or just people around in my community when they're telling me their dream, when they're telling me what they want to achieve, what they want to create. And they're like, but I just don't know if it's for me because I have this fear or I just don't know, like kind of the uncomfort that you were talking about, the of the stretch, of the, the growth, being nervous of the unknown, that's yeah. present always. And I want to normalize it because it's not that you didn't feel it. It's just that you had so much belief in yourself that that feeling it and letting yourself get sucked up into it wasn't available for you. That wasn't an option. So yeah, you answered my question fucking perfectly, actually. Oh, good. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's almost like self-sabotaging because I know you guide so many people. Uh, when I'm teaching, I talk so much about how you talk to yourself or what you're feeding your brain or just even just how you're carrying yourself. Yeah. Cause if you're telling yourself this goes down to even when I'm teaching and we're doing like groups and girls are messing up and they're like, Oh my gosh, I keep on like, I know I'm going to mess up. It's like, 
don't, or they're overwhelmed or they're stressed because they're like, I'm not getting it right away. It's like, you have to tell yourself you got it. You have to tell yourself you're going to get it. You have to be confident, even if you're not fake it till you make it, then eventually it's going to be there. But you have to present yourself that way because that's just going to only draw in positivity and good energy and love and more passion and things that will really just fuel your fire that much more. Um, and everything will just align more from there. I fully believe in that. Yes. I love that so much. And that like, you got to just go for it. You got to just do it applies in literally all industries, all the things in everything, because that moment where you're questioning, where you're doubting, where you're freaking out, whatever. Mm. What I know is when you do hold yourself back, like when you do, like, let's use the class analogy. Like, let's say you're like, holy shit, I don't have it freaking out. And you're going to go out there and now you're panicking. You're all in your head. If you hold yourself back, that's a moment of confidence loss. Like you let that shit win. And Mm -hmm. what I know is that action cures fear. If you just go, if you just move, it's like putting the energy in motion, you're getting progress and you're going to learn. And the only way to get confident at something new or just anything in general is to get good at it, like show up for it, train in it. And this leads me to my next question about confidence, because you demonstrate this just like so beautifully in your class. It's like the most beautiful balance of like confidence energy, but it's not overpowering. It's just like, it's a certainty in yourself that you have. And I always explain confidence as like, it's a vibe. Like confidence is an energy. You can't buy confidence. You can't go to the store and be like, can I just do a load up of confidence, please? Can I get a coffee with a shot of confidence, please? Thank you. Yeah, you can't buy that shit. Like you either got to decide you got it, decide you want it, or like it's something that only you and you yourself alone can tap into. And I would love to hear how confidence, how you feel about confidence, how you tap into your confidence whether it be in your career or just in life in itself? Well, the way I tap into confidence the most, I would honestly just say like movement, making myself like, whether even that's how I dress or the music I'm listening to, um, getting outside honestly helps me just feel more myself and gets my shoulders back a little more. Primarily though, it's just dance. Like I can be feeling, I mean, everybody's going to have moments where, they're feeling a bit like blah or uninspired or a bit like lethargic or, but for me, the minute I start moving my body and choosing myself and really, again, giving myself that you really don't have a choice right now. Like you're going to step up to the plate and do it. It's kind of holding myself accountable. Yeah. You know, it's also for me, if I'm going to teach, I have a room of like a hundred students that I'm like, well, bitch, you, if you're not today, you better be, you better be. So, but also it's just like, it comes with me just living my purpose with that. But confidence is such, such a thing where you've seen me when I was not confident, I would like, my voice was always really high. And like, I didn't believe in myself enough. So I really did the work to believe in myself, know what I'm worth, know what I want. Um, I started journaling a lot and that helped me ground a lot. That's like when I said, when do I want to feel my most self? And, you know, like I said, I want to be the person I am when I'm teaching at all times. 
Um, I think also just like looking at yourself and telling yourself that you love yourself and you're a bad bitch. Like it's, it sounds like the cheesiest thing in the world, but to really just own it and own yourself and not compare yourself to other people. That's something I talk about so much because it's so easy to compare and it's easy to look at someone or look at someone's life or look at their career and go, oh, well, I'm never going to have that. Or, oh, well, I'm not doing it as good as them. Or, oh, I wish I looked like that. Or I wish I did it like that. Or, oh, they're so lucky. It's like, you have the power to change the way you view yourself and the way you view the life and the way you go about your days. Um, so it's just kind of how you talk to yourself, respecting yourself, loving yourself, and really just choosing yourself day in and day out. We're all going to have instances and moments where we're not our best selves, where we're not going to be like really grounded. We might be really stressed out. We might be really overwhelmed, but it's kind of finding the tools or finding the moments or the things or the people that really can reground us and bring us back home to, okay, what do I need? What's my body telling me? Where is like the energy flowing? What do I need to give more focus on? What can I pull away? You know? So, you know what I love so much about your story, which so much of this, I didn't fully even know. Cause it's not like when I see you or when we're having drinks, I'm like, tell me about the identity shift of uh, <laughs> the biggest life changing questions. Let's just yeah. run a first date. Time, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so much of this, I didn't, I wasn't fully aware of like the depths and like the ins and outs and your mindset and the way mm-hmm. that this all kind of unfolded for you. But what I love most about your story is it unfolded for you. The opportunities presented itself to you, sure, but you freaking grabbed that shit by the horns. Like you showed the fuck up for it. You showed up at your best. You kept yourself at your best. You did the work. You'd still do the work. You love what you do. You care about what you do so much. And that's, in my opinion, why you are the baddest in the biz. <laughs> that's like why you're so good at what you do why you why your classes are sold out every freaking monday i say it they're sold out i've been in it there's a lot of people in there while you're doing sports on the floor i'm the only one standing up because i refuse to get down sometimes <laughs> like i will save it for the end yes but no thank you they're so full and they're not even just filled with people but it's filled with really really good and supportive energy and that's something I hear the most consistently um if you follow my stories you probably read that if you can make it through my 500 that I repost after classes um it's so much about support because really just to show up to a place where you feel loved and seen by not even just your teacher or your instructor or the educator is by your other peers and the other people around you to really feel that and that it's surrounded, like, like attracts like, right? So if you're going to be around somebody who's super positive or in a space that's super positive and you're very openly and presently showing up, you're going to receive that back. Maybe not as much as you want right away because it's new to you, but you are going to get a little taste of it and be like, oh, that's what it's like to really just like own your power and just say, screw it and just go for it and not be as afraid. Um, so yeah, it's, it's full of passion. It's full of love. It's full of people just really wanting to grow and become the best versions of themselves. And I'm so honored that they trust me to guide them in that 
like it's such a it's such a treat for me to see them and witness them become these versions of themselves like these girls some girls just started coming to me in March and they're already like booking jobs left and right just because they're that much more confident because they're seeing themselves in a different light and being open to it that's seriously so incredible and just as a friend I'm just extremely proud of you (laughs) and honored to know you um I want to ask you one last question for the epi which has been so freaking incredible people are gonna love this um what is your vision for what's next for you heartbreak heals do you plan ahead do you just live in the moment like 2024 what's the vibe where are you at with your vision so I it's kind of a mix of both just kind of playing it like taking it day like step by step but also I have big goals for what I want to achieve and how much farther I want to grow my business um you know I do my workshops my two-day workshops which are just amazing I do my chair classes which are amazing they're next level um I have a whole new set of workshops coming up for the next year and I'm really excited to launch that because everyone is going to be just so vastly different from the one before um so it's going to be really cool for me to kind of tap into that and share even more of all the tools and the things that I've learned along the way and that I still continue to learn and share with everyone. Um, You know, I've always wanted to get into creative direction. That's like big end game. Like I want to choreograph tours and TV and commercials and all of that. Um, I just got asked to choreograph like a big campaign for a commercial before the end of the year for a really, for a little babe that I work with who I love so dearly, but she's, a very popular little babe. So I'm grateful, but, um, so that's exciting. And that's kind of something that just came from having a connection with someone too. You know, it's kind of, I just leave myself open for possibilities. Cause even when I was auditioning a lot, like years ago, when I was not even teaching yet, if I wouldn't get that, like I'd make it through like rounds and rounds and rounds. And I'd be like, Oh, maybe I'll get it. Um, and then I wouldn't, and I just always had that mindset. And that's because mama did such a good job at like, cause she moved out here with me when I was 11. She was always like, it's not meant for you. Something better will come along. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? Like two weeks later, something that's like way more aligned with me and who I am and how I dance came and presented itself. So I have ideas of like what I want and I know when I'm, what I'm working on and when I feel the most like on and when I feel the most inspired and when things like really flow. Um, so it's not like, I don't know. I'm not like, I want to do this and like justice. I'm kind of like, I want to do that. And I want to do this. And I want to like have them all be one. Cause I never want to be tied down to just like one part of my career. Mm, you know? Yeah. 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 This is so good. I kind of teach on this concept a little bit in regards to like vision and planning and goal setting and all the stuff. It's like, getting clear on the vision. I talk about this literally nonstop, like in every fucking episode, I'm like, get clear on the vision. Know your why. Like (laughs) I talk about this all the time, but ultimately it's like, obviously have a clear vision, obviously be excited about it. That plays such a huge role in how it all manifests and how quickly it gets to manifest. If your excitement's like on a hundred, like you're, like you said, like attracts like it's going to come. Mm -hmm. But something that I got taught, I don't remember which mentor taught me this, 
but you basically kind of touched on it of being like, it's this or something better. Having the vision, having like the dream, but also being like, this is as good as I can imagine. This is as good as I can dream. And the universe may bring me something better. Like if it doesn't happen, it's going to be something, this or something better. And that energy, that releasing, that detachment isn't strangling, isn't, you know, freaking out your nervous system. It just gives you the spaciousness to enjoy the ride, to enjoy the journey, but also be excited about what's to come. Exactly. Um, It's also just like, you want to show up as your best to everything. Like when I remember when I was auditioning a lot or taking classes or, and I wouldn't book the job or anything, or, you know, if you go and you dance and you get cut like first round, like we've been told a million no's. I remember I'd come out and I tell my mom and she's like, well, did you try your best? And I'm like, I did my absolute best. Like I just, and she's like, that's all you can do. Yeah. And it's like, as long as you're showing up with, with anything in life, with your work, with relationships, with, um, just how you talk to yourself, how you go about your days, you want to show up and be giving it your best, be trying to give it your all yeah. because then you're not going to have those regrets of like, what if I would have done this? Oh, I could have done this in that moment. You know, um, I'm also a big believer in saying that everything is temporary. All feelings are temporary, whether they're good or whether they're bad and life's kind of going to go with the flow and some things are going to be great and other things are going to be like, that's not for me. And you learn from that and you move forward and you kind of create your own world. Oh, so good. I could, I feel like I could just talk to you all day. Also, we haven't caught up in so long. <laughs> like I, was I, know. Like, I had this story just coming in like, Oh, I want to tell you this, but I was like, I'll tell you that later, but <laughs> tell you that later, but risk seriously, this was such a fun episode and also getting to talk to you in this way. It was so cool. Oh, I loved it. Yes. I loved it so much. And let people know where they can find you, what's coming up, what you're, what you're working on. I know you have your Marissa Mondays, but anything else that you want to share, have at it. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Marissa Hart, uh, YouTube, Marissa Hart official. I think that's still it. It might be Marissa Hart. Check. I just log in. Um, Instagram is my main thing though. I have my workshops coming up. I have my Christmas one this weekend that is sold out, which I'm so grateful for. Um, I teach beginner, beginner heels. That's my basics. Heartbreak heels, the basics every Saturday at playground. Um, chair classes once a month. They're a freaking concert in itself. And uh, Marissa Mondays. And then just I'll be coming out with some new yumminess workshops, programs, the whole thing. So we'll do it. Okay, well, I'm going to put your Instagram, the right handle, okay. whatever, I'll find it. I'll put it in the show notes so people can find you, follow along, come to your classes, go to your workshops, the ones that aren't sold out because you're popping. Um, but I love you. Thank you so much. This was such I a good episode. Thank you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for having me. You're a freaking rock star and I am so grateful for you. If you loved this episode, make sure you let us know by sharing this episode to your story and tagging myself and Marissa Hart so we know that you watched it and that you loved it. Thank you so much for listening to another epic episode of the Big Dreamers Bible podcast. I'll see you next Thursday.